You're listening to the Quietly Ambitious podcast, and this episode is one from before we rebranded. So if you hear references to Creatively Human, that is why. I hope you enjoy the episode. You're listening to Creatively Human, with honest conversations about what matters to us and how it really feels to build an online business, put our work out into the world, and make an impact in our own unique way. I'm your host, Ruth Poundwhite, business mentor to heart-led creatives. Hi, and welcome back to another solo episode of Creatively Human. Today's episode is on a much requested topic. It's all about being an introvert when you run your own business online. And I have a lot to say about this. So just in case you're not aware, extroverts are those who love spending time with other people, they feel energized around the company of other people, and they can find it boring or difficult to spend time alone. The introvert is kind of the reverse of that. It's not that we don't enjoy spending time with other people, but it's that it can be draining and there's sort of a limit to how much time we can spend with other people and we'll need time to recharge afterwards. It's also kind of normal for introverts to want to stay at home with a book rather than going out to the party or whatever. It doesn't necessarily mean mean that you're shy although you can be introverted and shy and I would imagine you could be extroverted and shy and there are also ambiverts who are kind of a bit of both so I wanted to mention that at the beginning because although I'm talking about being an introvert and I would consider myself to be quite a lot of an introvert I'm not an ambivert but I think that this episode could be useful for people who are ambiverts or perhaps even people who are extroverts but want to sort of take on the positive things about being an introvert And of course, everyone is different. No one has the exact same experience. But I think that I've had to do a lot of learning and unlearning about what it means to be an introvert and what it means to be a successful business owner. So that's kind of what I'm going to talk about in this episode. So pretty much anyone who follows me knows that I'm a massive introvert because I put it front and centre on all my social media bios. And I also have an ebook of all about lessons I've learned about putting myself out there online as an introvert. And side note, if you want to download that, you can go to ruthpoundwhite.com forward slash introvert ebook. And this episode is going to be more about what it means to be an introvert and how it has shaped some of the things that I do in my business and also sort of my journey to discovering things about myself and how I've owned that and accepted that and also, you know, realised that there are actually some good things about being an introvert and running your own business as well. So yeah, I didn't know that I was an introvert until I was about 25. I mean, I knew it in the sense of how I felt about things, but I didn't know it was a thing. I read a book by Susan Cain called Quiet, and I think pretty much anyone who's an introvert has heard of this book or read this book. And it was like, oh my God, yes, that's me. Oh my God, I'm not weird. It was just amazing. And it was so interesting to read it. And I need to read it again because I can't remember everything it said, but I remember it being a lot about how our culture is basically designed for extroverts, um, including, you know, schools and workplaces and all of that. And it made a lot of sense to me thinking about my experiences of school and university and things, and especially, you know, parents evening when teachers would always say, oh, she's too quiet, you know, too quiet, because that's a bad thing. And I often thought it was like a flaw and perhaps weird. I always also thought that I was pretty antisocial. 
because, you know, I would often rather just stay at home than go out to a party or something. And I would also find it really exhausting when I had certain social situations, which are all basically just traits of introverts. And there are actually a lot of introverts in the world. It's just that introverts tend to be quieter and therefore we don't tend to talk about it as much. And and then you think that the introverts are weird, even though there's a lot of them. Anyway, if you're an introvert, I know that you'll relate to all of this stuff. So yeah, I didn't find out I was an introvert until I was about 25. And at that point, I had already been running my business for a good few years. And even when I figured out that I was an introvert, I didn't put two and two together and realise that it can actually impact the way I run my business. It's kind of weird that I didn't think about it, but it's hard, you know, there's a lot of learning to be done. So in the early days of my business, I tried to sort of learn from other successful business owners. I also tried to network in certain ways and just go along with things. So I knew some other people who had their own businesses and they would often like put me in touch with other people and want me to meet up or go to networking events or whatever. And I never, really never wanted to do that. And I suppose that's not just about being an introvert because a lot of introverts would be absolutely fine doing that or they'd quite enjoy it despite the fact that they'd need to recharge afterwards. But um, for me, it was also about being shy and it wasn't just about being shy, but it was also just about owning what I actually did and didn't want to do in my business. So I suppose it makes sense from that point of view that I didn't really factor being an introvert into the way I ran my business because I didn't really factor anything about the way I felt into the way I ran my business. I sort of saw other people doing things a certain way and thought that, oh, they do it that way. That's the way it has to be done. I didn't really realise there is more than one way to do anything in your business. I suppose it's also because I started my business in 2008. I actually started it after I was blogging and then freelance writing and I don't know at that time maybe it wasn't as normal to have an online business I mean it certainly all felt very new to me and I didn't know anyone running a business in this way I didn't even start it thinking I was running a business so it kind of makes sense that I sort of didn't know what I was doing and I didn't know how to shape a business around me because to be honest I was building up a new thing that wasn't really normal in society I suppose so it it does make sense that it took me a while to kind of come to terms with how I am and how that might be not compatible with some of the sort of standard online marketing methods and all of that stuff. So I'd say that it took me a good few years to even sort of identify as a business owner and the only reason I ever really was able to do that is because I did a lot of reading of personal development type stuff and a lot of Well, I made a lot of mistakes, basically. I followed a lot of people. I actually even got coaching with people who didn't really get my personality and, you know, sort of encouraged me to be a certain way that I wasn't. And I kind of thought, I don't want to do that. And then I thought thought that I was a bit of a failure for not doing what coaches said to me or recommended to me. And then I kind of started to feel a bit fed up with my business because... I used to sort of beat myself up over not doing certain loud things online, not putting my face out there, not really wanting to go to networking events or conferences or anything like that. And just thought I basically underlying all of this was just sort of thinking I don't have what it takes to be a successful business owner. I am not the right kind of person. I have big goals, but I'm never going to meet them because I don't want to do all of these things that are required of me and that I must do in order to have a successful business. But then I ended up having a successful business despite not believing it. 
And even then, it took me a long time to sort of own that. It's really interesting, isn't it? How you can achieve things and you can be doing things in spite of your perceived flaws and still not own the fact that it's okay to do it your way because it literally is working. It's really interesting looking back and thinking about that. So yeah, it took me a good while. And to be honest, and I don't like admitting this, but it probably was when my income got to a certain level that I kind of thought I had made it and that validated the way I ran my business, which is kind of sad really, because before that I had always, you know, been able to pay all my bills and stuff, but I still didn't think that what I was doing was legitimate because I wasn't the right kind of business owner, which is just crazy really when I think back about it. And it's just sort of all coming to me as I speak about this. Like I don't have any notes. It's all just like off the top of my head. So that's an interesting realization tying my sort of self-worth as a business owner and what it means to be a business owner into earning a specific level of money it's just it's just crazy really anyway after a while I started to own it that I was a business owner that I was doing it that's okay and I made conscious choices to do certain things I made conscious choices to push my comfort zone in some ways and I also made conscious choices to not push my comfort zone in other ways and I am really now very at peace with not doing certain things. I am very at peace with not going to conferences. I'm very at peace with, you know, not acting a certain way online. I obviously have pushed my comfort zone in a lot of ways in terms of how visible I am. I've put myself out there on the podcast. I do interviews with people. I've done coaching with different people. I've done group coaching where I actually have to be with more people at once. And I do business mentoring, which means I have to talk to people, you know, over the internet and help them with their businesses. And the reason I'm saying all of that is because I know that not all introverts have a thing about talking to people, but because I've always considered myself to be a shy introvert like all of this stuff that I've just mentioned is stuff that I didn't ever think I would do but because I'm showing up as my fully introverted self and I've built an audience around that it's actually way more comfortable and I don't really feel so shy as I once did which is an interesting lesson because I was trying to sort of fit into a mold that I couldn't fit into before this sort of extroverted masculine version of online business I was never able to show up fully as me and I was never able to build the audience in the right way that made me feel comfortable to show up as me. So it's kind of like a vicious cycle. But now that I'm out of it and now I'm building my audience as myself and now that I'm owning the fact that I'm never going to be a certain way, I'm always going to be me and I can push myself a bit. But at the core of it, I am a certain way and I am an introvert. It actually really helps all that stuff. And I'm not saying it's not hard and not scary. And I'm also not saying it's not draining. But yeah, that really helps. And in terms of the work that I do do now and working with clients and doing podcast interviews and stuff, yes, it is draining. As an introvert, talking is draining. And I know that some introverts find it more energizing talking one-on-one with people. I feel like I I do find it energizing to an extent but ultimately it's really draining whether I'm in a group or whether I'm one-to-one it's always draining so one thing I've done is I've started recently to change my calendar around to sort of book in instances where I'll be talking to people like interviews and and mentoring all in like 
certain days of the week so that I always have certain days off. That really helps me to make sure I get to recharge my energy as often as I need to. I've also, while I've been recording this series of the podcast and had a lot of interviews to do, I also only made interview slots available every other week because I find that sometimes when I've got an interview coming up, it will be on my mind, you know. So if I've got an interview coming up on Friday, it'll be on my mind all week. Or if I've got an interview coming up at the end of the day, it'll be on my mind all through the rest of the day. So it really helps with my productivity as well as my energy levels to sort of have them in chunks and blocks of time and batch them. To be honest, this can be extended to any area of the business. It's all about having boundaries, really, and sort of noticing where something is becoming too much. So it could even apply to how long you're interacting on social media how you're feeling about certain types of sharing and interacting. So for example, if you've done loads of sharing on Instagram stories or got a bit vulnerable and it's just too much one day, then you can sort of learn from that and think about boundaries around what you share. Or you can think about boundaries about how long you're spending on social media. This is something I encourage all of my clients to do. And sometimes it literally helps to write it down, write down any times you feel anxious or uncomfortable in your business, because I think that those kind of negative feelings are a sign that you just need a boundary and once you set that boundary it's a lot easier just to stick to the level that feels good for you. Another thing I found that really helps is just sometimes saying no to things and in the past I would often have said no to things out of a place of fear so now I try and really dig deep and think Am I saying no out of a place of fear, even though this is something I would like to do? Or am I saying no out of a place of knowing myself, knowing the energy it would take and knowing that I don't need to do this thing in order for my business to be a success? So, for example, recently I was invited to speak at a panel at a conference and there wasn't very much notice. And I, at the time, was not sleeping very well with my son and I And I really wanted to do it in many ways. And I did actually believe I was capable of doing it, especially now that I'm more used to sort of showing up as my full self. It's definitely given me a level of confidence that I never had in myself. But at the same time, I knew how much energy would be involved in the run up, how much thinking would be done and how much recharge would be needed afterwards. And I decided that I didn't have that energy to spare at this time. So I said no. And I recommended someone who I thought would be perfect for it instead and I felt really at peace with that decision and it felt very good to know that I wasn't saying no out of that place of fear but rather out of that you know very considered place of thinking about my personality and what I actually need to do in my business and knowing that I don't need to do any one thing in order for my business to be a success like literally my business has been very successful off of emailing not showing my face and not really meeting people very rarely so I know it's possible Um, but I would like to put myself out there more in the future as well so it's nice to have the option. I want to backtrack a bit and talk a bit about personality tests because I mentioned reading Susan Cain's book when I was about 25 and I forgot to mention that a few years later I did one of those personality tests. I did the Myers-Briggs personality test I remember it being really enlightening and illuminating at the time, but then I kind of forgot about it. And then recently, Anna Considine, who actually was a guest on this podcast in the first series, 
she was mentioning it on Instagram and recommending us all to do this test at um, the website is 16personalities.com. So I did the test again and it turned out I am an INFJ, which is an advocate. And it was really interesting because on Anna's Instagram, she shared the results of her followers and a lot of us were INFJs. And it's really it was really interesting to see that because apparently INFJ is like very rare personality type but obviously a lot of us congregate together online and that's actually one of the amazing things about an online business and it kind of goes back to what I was just saying about how if you do show up fully as yourself you'll find the right people and it makes being an introvert a lot a lot easier to handle because you feel like you can be yourself with other people and you feel like you can be understood so yeah anyway I really recommend doing that test 16personalities.com because it just it's another sort of it just reaffirms the fact that you're not weird and it's okay to be different to perhaps the most obvious thing that you see online and the way you think you need to run your business. Another thing I heard of in the last few years was the idea of being a highly sensitive person. I started reading a book of the same name, um, but I think it was when I had just had my baby and I don't really remember it very well. But if you go on the website, hsperson.com, they've got a little description of what it means to be a highly sensitive person. So for example, do you get rattled when you have a lot to do in a short amount of time? Do you make a point of avoiding violent movies and TV shows? Do you need to withdraw during busy days into a darkened room or into bed? Do you make it a high priority to arrange your life to avoid upsetting or overwhelming situations? Do you have a rich and complex inner life? When you were a child, did your parents or teachers say see you as sensitive or shy? Do you notice or enjoy delicate or fine scents, taste, sounds or works of art? There are some of the questions that are on that website. And if you go to hsperson.com, you can take a test. And I think that the INFJ personality is very linked to uh, the highly sensitive personality traits as well. And it's just really, it's just really useful to know these things. And it's really useful to read about it because you learn that you're normal and you also start to learn some of the benefits of those personalities as well. So for example, when you are a highly sensitive introverted person, you can think very deeply about things. You may get overwhelmed very easily, you may lose your energy, but you're also thoughtful, you're a good listener, you think very deeply about things and when you do have something to say, it's something really worth saying. We also have the ability to like really connect with people on a deep level. We might find it hard to go out to events where we meet loads of people at once. But when we do connect with people, I think we have the ability to go deep quite quickly. And I've actually really enjoyed that about doing the podcast because I like to ask deep questions. And having that structure of recording a podcast and having questions makes the conversation a lot easier. And it means that I can like dive into those deep topics without all the small talk. And obviously, small talk is like an introvert's nightmare. So it's really, really good. And um, about the INFJ personality in particular, a lot of that uh, description about that personality is that you have a strong kind of desire to change the world, to help people in their lives, to make a difference. And it's really helped me to learn that about my personality. And I don't think it's unique just to the INFJ personality, but I'm using that as an example, obviously, because that's the one I've read about because that's mine. Um, it's really helped me to know that that's a thing I need because it makes total sense now when I think about my work and when I've been fulfilled and when I've been unfulfilled. And I've said this before, but, you know, earning a certain level of money was sort of a goal at first. But then when I reached it, I was like, oh, this isn't fulfilling. And there was something missing. And I've and I've found it very hard to work on things that I don't feel personally fulfilled by. So it's really interesting to know that about my personality. 
So yeah, being an introvert is pretty much a superpower when it comes to doing work that means something. So I think that we should own that. Um, one of the other things that I think is awesome about being an introvert is when you work for yourself at home on your own, it's kind of lovely. <laughs> and I don't feel the need to go out and see people generally. I do think sometimes I have a tendency to think I'm okay on my own for longer than I probably am. So for example, sometimes I won't really think that I care about going out and seeing friends or getting out of the house and working in different places. But I try to force myself to do it fairly regularly and it does recharge me in a certain way. Although it kind of recharges me in the sense that when I'm back home, I really love being back again and I feel sort of refreshed. I'm not saying I don't enjoy the actual outings, but that's sort of like an extra benefit. Like when you come home and you're back in your environment, it's like really nice again. So yeah, back to the hard stuff about being an introvert. I think probably most introverts will agree with me that showing up consistently can be hard as an introvert because even when you're not specifically talking to lots of people just showing up putting your stuff out there on the internet does kind of feel like it takes energy it's for me it's not as as draining as you know literally going out to an event but it is draining and it's especially draining when it comes time to sell things or launch things I actually have a whole episode that I did earlier in this season about how to keep showing up even when it's hard. And one of the things I mentioned in that episode was accepting that it's okay to want to hide away sometimes. And this is the sort of roller coaster I've been on. The more I've accepted being an introvert, the more I've accepted that necessary hiding away, the better it's been. So at first, when I realized that I needed to do business differently and I was an introvert and all that, I did still find it hard to accept the kind of necessary hiding away and I think by fighting it a lot it actually led to me hiding away more if that makes any sense um now that I accept it more I think I'm okay with just saying I need to introvert now and I literally just say that and I love the fact that I can say that I even say it to people in real life and it feels amazing that is the best thing about just owning who you are and being honest about it you can literally just say that and I think the good thing is more and more people are talking about what it means to be an introvert so it's more and more accepted just to say no I need to introvert for a bit I need to literally not talk to anyone and it's not offensive okay some people might find it offensive but generally people get it even the extroverts so yeah I try I try and just say that now and I try and be at peace with it and generally I think it helps me not need to hide away quite as much but yeah When it comes to selling, it can be really difficult to keep putting stuff out there. One of my sort of introvert tendencies is that I sometimes don't think people want to hear what I have to say. I sometimes worry about what people think and whether they'll find it annoying or I say something once and then think I don't need to say it again. And this is all stuff that we kind of have to fight against when it comes time to sell our stuff because on the internet, people aren't going to see everything that you say. So you do have to mention things regularly. If you're doing a launch, you have to show up constantly. And when you're showing up constantly, you're getting more and more drained. So you'll end up wanting to hide away and you can end up sort of sabotaging your launch by doing that. I'm really wary of how I'm saying this because I don't think that there is a like a way that you should do everything. But at the same time, I think if you can put things into place before you do a launch or before you sell something, 
that help you show up consistently without it being so draining I think that's just going to help everyone it's going to help you and it's going to help your business and your earnings so some of the things that I do is I try and plan content in advance I've realized that if I don't do this I will very easily let myself just hide away and stop talking about what I'm selling so if I make a plan if I come up with ideas of what I want to say it just really helps um I do actually have an ebook about that if you're interested it's called spark it's all about planning loads of different content ideas and it's got some prompts so that you can come up with a year's worth of ideas and that could actually be quite useful if you're in that launch phase and you need to come up with lots of things to say about what you're launching you can find more details about that at ruthpoundwhite.com forward slash spark hyphen ebook And yeah, planning really helps. Um, Another thing that I love as an introvert, and I keep having to remind myself of this, every time I get really burnt out sort of talking on social media, showing my face and whatever, I have to remind myself that the most amazing tool I have at my disposal as an introvert in my business is my email list. It is literally the introvert's dream. It is It's just amazing. I love connecting with people through my email list. I love it because writing is not so draining, even though I do get quite vulnerable sometimes in my email list. It does feel a lot safer because it's like a really enclosed community. But also I can write in advance. I can have emails going out when I'm away from my computer. I can do a whole session of batch writing emails when I'm feeling on and energetic and I can save them and I can schedule them and this is absolutely perfect for a launch when you're finding it draining yeah so email marketing that is that is my number one tool when it comes to being an introvert in business and I really recommend you set up an email list I actually have a free challenge Uh, (laughs) I keep promoting all my stuff and you know what as an introvert as a highly sensitive introvert INFJ It feels a bit like uh, to keep promoting my stuff, but I'm doing it because this is a business and if you want it and it's useful, then it'll be good for you. And if it's not, then that's fine. Actually, that's another thing. No, I better tell you about my email challenge where you can get it. If you sign up to my newsletter at ruthpoundwhite.com forward slash newsletter, you'll get the info about my email challenge when it goes live. Anyway, that made me think of another thing is when it comes to selling, I think we need to change the way we think about selling. There's a lot of horrible ways of selling. A lot of marketing is designed around our fears, making us feel less than good enough, even using like literally using psychological tactics that have been tested to make people make decisions sort of subconsciously. But we're not about that kind of marketing. So we're not selling in that way. The most basic way I like to look at it is you have something to offer. You make an offer and people can either decide whether that offer does bring some value into their life or whether it's not for them right now. So like I keep mentioning all of my free stuff that I have available in this episode. And if you want it, you can sign up to it. And if you don't, that's fine as well. So it's just sort of redefining the way we sell and doing it always in a way that feels good. And also seeing it as a kind of offering is more like being of service to your audience. And when it comes to being a highly sensitive, introverted INFJ, which I keep saying, and I know that everyone listening won't be that exact personality type, but I know that we're all like thoughtful people here. When you when you are a thoughtful business owner, coming from a place of service, offering something to the world that can help someone in some way, that's the way that helps me to keep showing up, even when I want to hide sometimes, or even when I'm worried that I'm just saying stuff that's going to annoy people. And when I was talking about the email marketing and the launching stuff and planning ahead, one thing I mentioned is doing stuff when you're feeling on and in the zone and more energized and then taking a step back 
and sort of reaping the rewards of that work that you've done when you're feeling less energized and want to hide away. And kind of following on from that, if you are someone who has a monthly cycle, then I think it's really useful to think about scheduling certain things of your work in tune with the rhythms of that cycle. So for example, even though I feel shy in certain situations and even though I'm a massive introvert, I usually feel a lot more outgoing and like socializing in the kind of ovulation stage of my cycle. And I tend to feel a lot more inward looking and doubting myself and less sociable in the kind of you know, one to two weeks just before my period. So it's only something that I've recently been made aware of, but it makes total sense to me to be planning in tune with your cycle and your mood. So I just wanted to put that out there. The other thing I wanted to say is that I think as introverts, we can have stories about ourselves. So I own the fact that I'm an introvert. I accept the fact that I'm an introvert. I don't think I'm ever not going to be an introvert, but I'm open to the possibility that that could be the case. But what I mean by telling ourselves stories and like labeling ourselves is that we might think, oh, I'm an introvert, therefore I can't do this. And obviously I talked about this at the beginning of the episode, thinking that I couldn't do business because I didn't want to do it in a certain way as a sensitive introvert. So I think it's important to realize that some things are sort of your personality, but don't make that put a barrier on what you believe that you're capable of. So for example, I always wanted to do this podcast and I've got a whole episode about that. It's um, the last episode of the first series of the podcast. It's called On Starting Something New and Scary. I've got a whole episode about that, about how I never thought I would do it, but I always kind of wanted to do it. So, And and in the process of doing it, it made me realise that I was capable of a lot more than I thought and that I could still be an introvert and do a podcast. I could still be a bit shy and not like talking to people, but actually still enjoy talking to people on the podcast. Like... You can be one way, but also enjoy things the other way. Or you can be one way and be nervous, but then stretch your comfort zone and get used to it. So I just wanted to mention that. So I've talked a lot about shaping your business and your schedule around your introversion. I've talked about selling as an introvert. I've talked about the benefits of being an introvert and caring a lot and getting deep in what you do. I've talked about tools like email marketing to help introverts but I guess the most important lesson I think that I would like anyone who listens to this to come away with is that sometimes you're gonna forget that it's okay to be an introvert sometimes you're gonna forget that it's okay to have the personality that you have in all its unique wonder You're going to forget that it's fine that you're not like the girl bosses. You're going to forget that it's fine that you're not like the traditional men in suits running businesses. You're going to forget that it's fine not to go to that conference that everyone else is going to. And you're going to forget that it's fine just to do business in your way. I forget all the time and I'm getting a lot better at reminding myself that it is totally okay to do business in my way. Obviously, we want to be profitable in our businesses. We want our businesses to be successful, but there are more ways to be successful than we sometimes think. This kind of business, doing stuff online, running businesses from our homes, selling on social media, all of this is very new. And it's important to remember that. That always helps me when I'm struggling or thinking I should do this and I should do that. Obviously, if you're not making the money, then it's important to look at your strategy and how you're approaching selling stuff. But at the same time, remember that you don't have to do anything the exact way that anyone else does it. And it's also absolutely fine to turn down opportunities 
if they're really not right for you. I would encourage you to stretch your comfort zone sometimes if there's a bigger desire behind it. And if there's something that you really want to say or something that you really want to do with your work, but it's okay to say no as well. You get to set the rules of your own business. Nobody else can tell you that what you're doing is wrong, even if the messages that you generally come across in society do make you feel like that sometimes. If you see someone else doing things and you don't feel like you can do it at this time, firstly, realise that it doesn't mean you'll never be able to do it, but also secondly, realise that it's okay. So if you see me as an introvert putting myself out there in this way and don't think you can do it, please be kind to yourself. We're all different. It's all okay. We've all got different strengths. It's okay. And yeah, let's keep talking about being an introvert. Let's keep talking about how we're changing the rules of what it means to be a successful business owner. Because the truth is, I have built my business even though I thought that all my introverted ways were actually flaws. And now I do not believe that. I firmly believe that extroverts have their strengths and introverts have their strengths as well. And that we can use those strengths to our advantage, especially if we talk about it, especially if we get support from people who understand and get it. And I've had coaches in the past, like I think I mentioned already, that didn't get it. And now I've found coaches who do get it. I've had coaches who understand introverts, who are introverts, who have strong boundaries and who do business in their own way. And that has helped me so much. And I also have the support of loads of amazing introverts all around me on social media. And I think we just need to keep talking about it and keep reminding each other of our own amazing strengths. So yeah, I hope you liked that episode. And I've actually written quite a lot more about it in my ebook, which is called Quiet Visibility. And it's also got quite a lot in there about how to go about putting yourself out there and saying what you want to say, even when you're quite nervous about saying it or worried about how it will be received. And it's got all about vulnerability hangovers and just more about some of the stuff I talked about in this episode as well. And it's totally free. So you can go to ruthpoundwhite.com forward slash introvert ebook to download that. Or you can just go to ruthpoundwhite.com forward slash newsletter, sign up to my newsletter and you'll get access to all of my free downloads. And this is a topic that I never really get tired of talking about because like I said, I'm constantly having to remind myself that it's okay to be an introvert. So yeah, if you want to talk to me about it, then find me on social media at Ruth Poundwhite and let's chat about what it means to be an introvert and let's own the amazing stuff about being an introvert too. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of Creatively Human. If you have a moment, I'd be so grateful if you could rate and review the podcast. It really does make a difference. And if you'd like to carry on the conversation or ask a question for a future Q&A episode, there are three ways to connect with me. On the Facebook group, on Instagram, at Ruth Poundwhite, or my personal favourite, my behind-the-scenes newsletter. Just go to ruthpoundwhite.com forward slash newsletter to subscribe. And keep doing what you're doing because your work really does matter.